0: In Ephesians chapter 6 at verse 12, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Have you ever thought of this verse in the context of bullying? Perhaps what's motivating bullies to do what they do is much more than a quest for personal power and tonight we're going to consider that we're going to take a look at bullying in the light of scripture and even a little bit in terms of spiritual warfare and to do that I've got a very special friend with us she is an inspirational pop singer and her name is Nettie and you're going to find out tonight that her music does more than just pop but it's music of substance so stick around we're going to check out a new song from her and talk about the problem of bullying in the world today Welcome to the Raven's Heart live stream. First of all, I'd like to welcome all of our new subscribers and viewers on YouTube Live. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us on Facebook Live and on that thing that I'm still trying to figure out, that thing called Twitch. And we've got Nettie with us all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, via the World Wide Web. Nettie, welcome to the Raven's Heart live stream.
1: Hey, everybody. Thank you so much, Glenn. I appreciate it.
0: So good to have you here. One of the things that we were talking about before we got started was the Uh, that we have the ability to show people's comments and people are able to weigh in. We've got one comment already, and I think you know this guy. His name is Ziggy. He (laughs) says, hey, Nettie, love what you're doing.
1: Uh, Hey, Scott, thank you so much.
0: (laughs) So good to have you with us, Nettie. Just a few weeks ago, it was about a month ago, you released a new song called Made to Be. Can you tell us about this song and what inspired it?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so this song was written after a, a bullying experience um, that I went through as an adult, uh, believe it or not, in 2019, actually. And um, I had been, I had experienced bullying as a kid um, in school, um, even by my teachers. But um, I wrote this song in a more from a ro- more recent experience, and I was uh, bullied and really just. Um, Treated differently than than the other people at my workplace, uh, at my restaurant job that I worked in in Northern California, um, and a lot of the bullying actually came from my managers. Um, so I just wasn't part of the clique. I didn't really fit in, and um, so I wrote this song based on that personal experience and just going through the hatred that I went through, which I believe is is what bullying is. Um, and uh, yeah, I wanted it to. to to remind myself that, and to and just to let them know that you know what I can't I can't be anything but who God made me to be, and that's just the way that it is. Um, and and I also wanted to encourage others that uh, may be listening to um, to just to look to God for their value.
0: The song is very powerful, and we're going to play it in just a second. But it consists of three words: three words for a very powerful powerful song made to be can you explain that a little bit who did the making and what are we to be
1: right
0: expound (laughs) upon that a little bit
1: yeah definitely great question um so we were made obviously there needs to be a maker if if there is something that's made so um i believe that we were made by our creator god and um I personally am a Christian so I find my my value in Jesus and and my worth in him Um, and I believe that he's made each and every one of us unique Um, God has created us on purpose with a plan and purpose Um, so we were made to be who God made us to be
0: I like that you know that's very powerful and I think this ties in with bullying if we go to the Darwinian theory of hey we just emerged out of this big pot of primordial soup as an amoeba and just evolved that really devalues us as people right would, would you agree
1: yeah definitely yeah because it's like in that with that theory it's we're an accident we're not thought out and um yeah it, it is just like dehumanizing I i suppose
0: it is and we were made in the image of god which is something that's very mm. special and we've yeah. got another comment that just came in here let's take a look it's hey it's jermaine nixon from the band TriCord. hey jermaine welcome to <laughs> raven's heart and hey i've got something that's really cool for everybody tonight it's a double shot thursday so when we're done with nettie we're going to go to another band in nashville tennessee oh. warriors of light And we're going to dive into some concepts of spiritual warfare but let's uh take a listen to this song made to be we're going to watch the video and as usual on raven's heart hey everybody who's watching uh and let's listening, go ahead and uh, leave your comments for us.
2: Matters what God says. You are special and unique, created with a special plan and purpose, and your value never changes.
0: song is amazing i want to go through some comments here we had jermaine weigh in and he said i wasn't expecting the pop sound i love this pop rock Mm -hmm. and then jermaine continues said so crushing on this song
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah thank you so much jermaine i really appreciate it
0: and he says that is so unique and cool and here's something about nettie is you know a lot of times most of the time we feature heavier music on raven's heart and I do a lot of work with my friend stack up at Metal Sharpens Metal Radio in New York and I was just up there a few weeks ago and we were spinning for today and the letter black and we put Nettie in there, totally changing it up. And Rick and I Mm -hmm. both agree that, you know, it's not metal, but your heart is metal. And what I mean by that is it's authentic, it's Mm -hmm. genuine, and you're really crushing some major topics that need to be Mm -hmm. tackled today. So because of that, we're going to give you the Mac the Metal Dog seal of approval here at the Raven's Heart Studio. There thank he is right there.
3: <laughs> I love <laughs> that it. Is,
0: thank you. That is my blind Boston Terrier whose hearing mm. is better than his eyesight. And uh, he spends a lot of time in here listening to music with me and he likes what you do. So
3: uh,
0: not only is your music of substance, but you're a woman of substance and of action. This is way beyond, hey, I just dropped a new single and check this out. You actually started a nonprofit Anti bullying organization called the Friends Forever Club. Can you tell us about that club?
1: Yes. Um. So it's an anti bullying uh, nonprofit, like you said, and uh, started it really like when I released my song Made to Be. And I didn't plan to release it at the same time or like in correlation with the song because the, the song has become an anti bullying anthem. Um, but just really God just like coordinated everything together and it was all just very natural. And I was just expressing myself and putting, uh, what God put on my heart to do, um, just putting it out there. So, uh, yeah, I started it and I really wanted to make it so that people would feel like, um, they were a part of something. And I know with bullying, a lot of times, um, people are outcasted. Um, so in our logo, uh, I created the the line in with the outcasts, just like a play on words and really wanting to give people and kids uh, a community to feel a part of. And, um, and there's a beautiful scripture um, in Jeremiah 30:17 about God saying that he's going to uh, heal your wounds. And uh, because you are called an outcast for whom no one cares, He says, uh, and he's speaking to Jerusalem, but, um, I think it's such a good example of God's heart toward toward outcasts. And um, so I really wanted to incorporate that in our mission. Um, And we also teach the kids basically the effects of bullying, how that looks like, what that does to a human soul, and really just communicating the message of purpose and value to each listener.
0: Jermaine uh, gives you his seven emoji love and uh, says that he is a huge advocate against bullying. Something I want to talk about is you were just mentioning the, the outcasts. And when we take a look at scripture... Even Jesus himself was bullied. He was bullied Mm -hmm. by the scribes and the Pharisees. He was bullied by those who didn't agree with him. And then, of course, when we get up to the crucifixion, he was bullied even by one of his own own disciples. So there was a lot of rejection there. And that's talking about in Isaiah 53. So what if somebody wants to become a part of the Friends Forever Club or what if they want to reach out to you because they're being bullied? How can they how can they do that?
1: Yeah. We have a Facebook, Instagram, a website. Um, so if you search on Google, you can find us at friends and then the number four ever.com. Um, and we also have that same friends forever.com with the number four, um, on Instagram and on Facebook. And we just want to encourage people like whenever you're feeling down or whenever you're feeling alone, because I'm very familiar with that, um, that feeling. Uh, Just please like reach out to us. We can pray for you. Just point you to God and and the truth that he speaks um, through his word. That's really what we rely on.
0: We got some other comments coming in here and I love the audience participation tonight. Christopher Shelton, he is from the last trumpet band from North Carolina and says, love the heart and it's all for a great cause. And Ziggy's weighing in again. It says, The devil can't silence you. We're good. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, Because, you know, from your experience, Nettie, why do you think people bully other people? What do you think is going on here from your experience and your insight? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, great question. Love the comments. Um, I would say that, uh, not maybe not always, but oftentimes, bullying comes from insecurity. um, And for some reason, like pushing other people down makes people feel better about themselves, even if it's just for a moment. Um, so I think it's all rooted in insecurity. And and even with with that, of course, there is still needs to be love for the the person that is doing the bullying. Of course, I mean, I don't believe in bullying anybody, even the bully themselves. You know. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think a lot of it comes down to to insecurity.
0: And with that, with the insecurity, you know, from some of my observations that I've had, I'd also say that there's an element of jealousy that's there sometimes. Because one of the things that I've noticed, you mentioned earlier that you were bullied when you were younger and even as an adult, and you're a very talented and gifted person. And I was bullied as a, as a child as well because I was different. I just never marched to the beat of the drum that... I, Everybody was marching to groupthink was not my thing, and it's never been my thing. Mm. And it reminded me of the story of another artist. Uh, she's a Dutch uh, symphonic metal singer, uh, Sharon Denadel, and she was bullied. Pretty severely when she was growing up now now everybody's like oh man she's so awesome it's like yeah you better watch who you bully because you never know what they're going to grow up what they're going to be grow up to be and i think you know going back to what we were talking about in ephesians chapter six yes there's that insecurity that we have that's in us that's our fallen flesh and then there's that jealousy that comes in Mm. but there's also a demonic element to it because satan himself is a bully and what Ziggy just said is the devil can't silence you. And I think in a lot of instances, that bullying with the wounds tries to keep people silent and tries to keep them in their shell. What do you think about that? Nettie, your thoughts.
1: Um, about, I what to think about like the devil, uh, basically being a bully and all that.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's so spot on. Glenn. I, I, I think that bullying is hatred and it is evil. Um, I think that, uh, it's funny because, you know, the title, um, that you created a bully has no power and how Satan has no power. I mean, ultimately he has no power. Right. And, right. Yeah. um, and, uh, I think it's just so, so interesting because power that specific word is, um, something that God had been speaking to me about. Uh, during that year, and even before that year, for a couple years there, God had been speaking to me over and over about power and His power, and um, basically uh, how with His power um, we can overcome even the hardest of trials, like being bullied, and um, by Satan himself. I think He's he just He He knows His weakness, and it's all just an illusion that He creates to to make people think that they're they're really uh, helpless but that's why it's our job as Christians to to point them to the Lord and say you're not helpless and whether you are a bully or whether you've been bullied like look to God for your your value
0: yeah and I want to go back to that a little bit more about the the spiritual element of this with with the devil is I did the deep dive into scripture you know that's what I do before we do these and I found something that was very interesting And that's, you know, when you take a look at the Canaanite pantheon in the Old Testament, you had all of these different deities that the Canaanites worshipped. And the head of their pantheon, his name was Bull El, and he was often depicted with a bull's head. And worship through the visage you'll remember this through a golden calf we remember that from the book of oh, yeah. Exodus okay so these these entities these gods these other gods that the uh, Canaanites were worshiping worshiping are actually fallen entities, and it really speaks to The characteristics of them that they push us around and if you think about what demons do and you think about what fallen angels do is they push us around they try to keep us down and and make Mm -hmm. us feel unworthy is really what what it is um, that they do so there's a huge huge element to that now something you said earlier is that you were bullied both as a child and as an adult and a lot of times we don't think of bullying in terms of adulthood. We just think of it in terms of childhood. What is some advice that you would give maybe to an adult that is being bullied today?
1: Um, I would say uh, hang in there. Number one, um, when I was being bullied as an adult uh, and I'm sure it'll happen again, you know, um, i especially since, you know, cyber bullying is unfortunately so prevalent. Um, but we really, can only find our stability in, um, when we find our value in God. And, um, so, so basically like we have all these opinions, um, telling us who we are, who we, who we are not, uh, what we can do, what we cannot do. Uh, some people might like my hair, some people might not like it. And, um, I really can't find my value if I want to find stability in life, um, I can't find my value in whether I'm liked by people or not. Like it is my personal uh goal to to be the best person that I can be. But like besides that, I can't um wake up in the morning and be like, okay, I feel about myself d- depending on what others feel about me. Um and so basically, uh for anybody who's being bullied now as a kid or as an adult, like um just rem- remember that our creator has given us our worth. Like if I were to to create a a desk or something, if I were like, you know, a carpenter or something, um, I would, as the carpenter, I would give the desk its value. And in the same way, that's like how God is with us. He created us. And so he's the one that determines our value. And he said that he made us in his image. And that is beautiful, despite of how you look like or what you do or what you don't have or whatever the case is. God made us in his image, and that is something that's so valuable. So I know it's hard to just completely eliminate all those negative thoughts and those, those negative words, like we're human beings, we have hearts. Um, but just just keep looking at God and, and ask him to help you um, really believe that your value is in him and that your value never changes because his opinion of you never changes. And that's why there's so much freedom in that.
0: And are those the same things that you would recommend for maybe a young child, maybe somebody who's in the third, fourth, fifth grade?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: And what would you recommend to somebody? Because this is something I struggled with when I was in fourth and fifth grade when I was being bullied, is I was afraid to share it with somebody to ask for help. Is there something that you would recommend for somebody who may be in that situation where they feel ashamed of themselves because they're being bullied and asking for help?
1: Yeah. Um, that's like so understandable. And there's been times where I haven't said anything either, or just kind of like dealt with it on my own. I would recommend, um, like whoever's listening, if you're going through being bullied to, to talk to talk about it with someone that you, that you trust, um, and really just figure out like what the best step to go from there is, because it's never okay to be bullied. And I know that sometimes bullying, when you speak up against them, it makes it worse. But, um, like for me, when I was being bullied at my restaurant job, um, I did confront my manager. There was a lot, a lot of months where I, I didn't say anything and I just did my best. Um, but things never changed. And so I did finally confront him. Um, and you know, God was there and God, he is our defender. Um, so just really, um, look, for someone, or, or speak to someone that you can that you really trust, um, and and then just you know go from there. I would say
0: we've got some comments that have been coming in, and I want to talk about these. Uh, first of all, Jermaine says I have some crazy testimonies. Another very creative person of being bullied most of my life. I love to talk to people who experience it and help them. Would love to be a part of this. Uh, so. Nettie, what I will do is I will get you in touch with Jermaine uh, oh, so that you guys can link up. I think this is great. This is what we do here at Raven's Heart and With Us Cry. And Christopher Shelton says, word. You are, you are sharing some heavy, heavy theological word there, Nettie. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is awesome.
3: So in speaking great.
0: of word, uh, what are some scripture verses that you would recommend for somebody, an adult or, in a, chi- or a child that is being affected by bullying?
1: Um, that's a great question, Glenn. Uh thank you for quizzing me on my scripture. <laughs> we do share the word of God when we speak to children um at our anti bullying, um, nonprofit events, uh, with for Friends Forever Club. Um, some of them that come to mind are the the value that we have, uh, that we are more precious to God than the flocks of sparrows. Um, and um the other one is really common, you know. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, which I think might have been on. You might have posted that one um, in this uh, interview. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones that come to mind that I really would suggest to to meditate on. Um, you know, I mean, the gospel really like that God loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for us. And and even though uh, you might feel like you're worthless or like um, you don't have any value, um, it's actually, uh, that's a lie. And God loves you so much that he gave his, like the life of his son, like Jesus gave his life for you so that you could have, eternal life, that you could have peace, you could have joy from your bullies. And it's it's able, it's possible to have peace and joy in the midst of pain and sorrow. Um, so those are some that come up to mind.
0: You know, and I can't think of the verse exactly off the top of my head, but there are several verses that say this, where God is going to take care of your enemies for you. Mm. He is, you know, it goes back to what you said, that he is our defender. And we don't have to worry about having to defend ourselves that he will deal with them for us. All we need to do is focus on him and what he created us to be. And I am going to sit and think about that for the rest of this evening after we get done with these live streams, because that is very strong. uh, What God says and what he promises.
1: It is. It's so strong. There's a scripture that came up uh, when I did the performed the festival, Revive Festival in New York. And there is a time to speak like Jesus spoke. Sometimes um, and confronted people, and sometimes he was silent. You know, with Pontius Pilate, he was just silent. And uh, the one that I'm thinking of right now, when he was silent, it was in Exodus fourteen fourteen. It says, "The Lord will fight for you, and you only have to be silent." Um, and it's just you know a matter of putting your trust in God and your in your faith and knowing, okay, like this is so unfair and this is so hurtful, but you know what? The Lord is my defender; He's got me. This is not out of his control. He's going to take care of this. Uh, you know, God says, "Vengeance is mine," says yes, the Lord. And right. you know, so um, that that's kind of what I thought of when you when you said all that, Glenn.
0: Yeah, and, and that is so important that vengeance belongs to the Lord. We so often want to take vengeance ourselves. It's it's a it's a special cup that is just left for the Lord alone for Him because He's holy and He's the only one that can handle that cup. We have to pass that over to Him. To be able to do that and something I want to talk about, I want to hit a theological hot button because it's something that I've been seeing happen more and more today is there is a lot, a lot of spiritual bullying going on right Mm -hmm. now in the body of Christ. And it's being done by pastors, teachers, ministers, and and here's what I've seen and i'm sure that i'm going to get some some interesting messages off of this mm-hmm. is that there's an well there is a truth and and i i do have to emphasize this truth is the truth of god's aseity that is that god is sufficient in and of himself you know even without us being created he is still god he is god almighty he's mm-hmm. omnipotent omniscient omnipresent he's all that without us and mm-hmm. he really didn't need to make us he he mm-hmm. didn't need to and what I see the problem is, Nettie, is that some theologians, and I think they're doing this out of, they've got some bitterness in their heart. There's a lot of bitter theology out there today. Mm-hmm. They've got this bitterness and they're like, well, God doesn't need you and you know, you're know you worthless and we're all worthless and God doesn't need us and you just wipe us off and they leave it at that. They take that wonderful doctrine of acidity and they pervert it to put people down. But there's a second part to it. And we've talked about this and this kind of wraps everything up that we're talking about tonight though god is in and of himself god and did not need to create us he desired to create us mm-hmm. and everybody even the person that's feeling the most worthless right now sitting and watching this live stream he created that perfect person for a purpose mm-hmm. uniquely and wonderfully made he desired to do that and yes, we are fallen. Yes, we are you know in and of ourselves unworthy of heaven, but God loved us so much. Here's the gospel. He loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to die for us, to redeem us so that we could enter into the kingdom of heaven and he could redeem all of those gifts that are in us. So I mean, I just said a lot right there, but Nettie, I'd like your perspective on what you're seeing, you know, spiritually these days, have you witnessed any spiritual bullying? Um, yeah, we can probably pretty much find it in any area of life, but anything that's concerned you the most?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I love everything that you just said. I think it's so solid. Um, I've seen spiritual bullying in the same way where, um, they go like the opposite. They go extreme. You know, there's a, there's a one, there's two different extremes. The one that like, you know, I, 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 I deserve wealth. And um, if I want something, I'm going to have it. And God's like my genie type thing. Um, and then there's the other opposite extreme ones like, we're unworthy and we're, and it's like, yeah, you're right. We are unworthy, but I, and you know, and I know there's, there are some people that say like, Oh, well, we love ourselves. That's a problem. The Bible doesn't say to love yourself. It says to deny yourself. And it's like, yeah, the Bible does say to deny our flesh for sure. But, um, but we also need to, to be, to value ourselves. And if I have a a brand new pair of shoes, um, you know, that I paid a good amount of money for, I'm not going to be like, Oh, well, you know, they're just shoes. Who cares if I just like, you know, throw them to the side when I'm not using them and just like, you know, run through a puddle of mud, I'm going to be like, Hey, these are my shoes. Like I'm going to take care of them. And they, they have to to last me for a while. They're valuable. Um, or like they were a gift to me, you know, my, my mom, said say my mom got them for me or something. And so in the same way, like, yeah, like, um, I'm not gonna just devalue my shoe just because it's, just a pair of shoes or whatever. I mean, it's kind of a weird example, but that's kind of where my mind went. Like we are humans. So we're worth so much more than shoes, but we're not supposed to have that kind of mentality where, Oh, we're, we're nothing and stuff like that. And I think that is a very good example. Like you had brought up kind of like spiritual bullying and um, yeah, it's just kind of weird how we can, as human beings go from one extreme to the other. I notice in, in a lot of things. I mean, I see it in myself too.
0: Yeah, we're. I, I lived that for for quite some time, so I'm very w- very well familiar with it. And I, you know, there's a verse of scripture where it says, you know, stay on the path, the straight path, and do not veer to the right. And any time we talk about veering to the right, you're talking about really you're talking about extremes. Is is really what that comes down to? Is Jesus wants us to stay focused on Him moving forward on the straight and the narrow and not veering to the right or even to the left where we just get totally you know whatever you know and totally (laughs) liberal with everything um so there there are two different extremes and rick is weighing in there is our brother rick from metal sharpens metal he says woohoo this is an excellent cast need to pump some quads (laughs) 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 nanny for our viewers and yeah, for our <laughs> viewers and listeners, can you explain what a quad is?
1: <laughs> yes. Um, well, we just pumped some quads last week in New York with uh, Rick Andrews. Hey, Rick. Um, so pumping quads is sounds a little. Maybe some of you might sound skeptical, uh, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, so basically, all you need is a pack of Oreos, and uh, you just layer the Oreos up, and uh, you just double up the, the the filling on the inside, and you just kind of take as big of a bite as you can, and there you go, you pump quads.
0: <laughs> and I can tie this in because as you were talking about the the tennis shoes, I was thinking about pumping quads and the value of our bodies because the scri- the scripture says Great. rick is going to love this. Uh, the scripture says that our body is a temple of the holy spirit and that we're it to does. take care of it. And though quads are delicious, we cannot live off of a diet of quads because we're not taking care of ourselves to be fit for the service of the king. So quads are delicious and I do recommend that you try them and but you cannot eat them for breakfast, lunch and dinner. It does not right no it's not a complete nutritious breakfast like a you know cookie crisp or something like that those commercials drive me crazy (laughs) christopher shelton i think he's buying into it he says that sounds fun and tasty yes you will have to try you will have to try the quads I, i want to talk about your music again for a second you you categorize your music as inspirational pop can you explain what that is
1: yeah. So I feel like I'm not, like I don't really fall under the category of like um, like a gospel or a straight praise and worship. I mean, I'm, I'm a Christian and you can, it's a, I have maybe what you call spiritual songs um, that I create. And, um, and so I kind of categorize myself because we have to categorize ourselves in this world. Um, I categorize myself as an inspirational pop artist because although I'm not like straight up praise and worship artist, Um, and I'm not really like pop that doesn't really have a message. Um, you know, a lot of pop songs don't really have a message. Some pop songs do a lot, you know, like Michael Jackson, he had some great messages in his songs. Um, but yeah, so inspirational pop artists kind of came to mind and, um, I don't know about a lot of inspirational pop artists, like are that are out there not to say that there aren't any, I mean, I'm sure like Michael Jackson was an inspirational pop artist, but was maybe, you know, categorized as one. but yeah, just like really um, desiring, I guess it came from just desiring and, and feeling like I was, I'm created to be uh, an, an artist that inspires people, inspires them to look to God, inspires them to be themselves. Um, I really keep it in prayer. Um, is like, I, I've told God so many times, like, God, I will be whatever kind of artist you want me to be. Like, I'll sing whatever songs you want me to sing. Just give me the words and just uh, show me the way. And so that's kind of how inspirational pop artists can be.
0: You just hit several things that Rick and I were talking about as a matter of fact this afternoon. We were talking about the spiritual songs and a lot of people tend to forget that is that Paul in his epistle wrote about, you know, psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. There's different categories, different types of music to accomplish different things and I've even received emails about, you know, what we're doing here at Lithos Cry. And that, you know, this is not church music. No, this is not worship. There's a difference between worship. And psalms and spiritual songs, which all have different things, they have different functions, and Paul makes that very, very clear in scripture and uh, Rick is saying, yes, truth Glenn love it, so thank you for the encouragement this evening rick i'm I'm really enjoying this so what's on on tap next for Nettie? What do you have coming up? Do you have a new album coming out? Any live shows coming, and where can people find out more about you
1: yep, so um I I just had an interview today with Fox uh, News in Vegas, and uh, we have a, an interview with Birmingham coming up um, on Fox, and that's tentative, so keep a lookout for that. Um, as far as new music, I am planning on releasing my next song. It's actually going to be Made to Be Remix, um, and so it's like a lot more uh, beat, pop, EDM sound in there, uh, more pop than, than Made to Be already is. Um, And that's going to be sometime next month. Um, So I'm looking forward to releasing that. And after that, then I will release, continue to release probably singles, just one single after the other. Um, But yeah, just stay tuned and keep up to date with me on social media.
0: That is so neat that you've got the uh, remix version coming out. Those were big in the 80s and 90s, and I always love to get the remix version. I remember I was so excited when I got the, yes... Even though I love metal and I classify myself as a metalhead, I bought the Paula Abdul remix, Shut Up and Dance of all of her songs and had to get the boombox that had the extra bass to really bring it out. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. The remixes. So, Nettie, it's been so great having you on with us. If you could just hold for a second, we'll talk offline. But I want to share a few things with our viewers and our listeners. We got some things going on here that I'm really, really excited about. Uh, The Raven's Heart Lithos Cry Prize Closet has just been filled by the band Boiling Point. If you remember, we had them on a few weeks ago. And we have three Boiling Point CDs to give away over the next three weeks. It's their new CD, um, Love Starts Here. Or excuse me, let me read this <laughs> correctly. Hope Lives Here. So um, a lot going on. Hope Lives Here is the name of the CD. And if you'd like to get a copy of it, we are going to start drawing names next week during the Lithos Cry Raven's Heart podcast. Message me with your full name and your email, and, or you can email me at glen@lithoscry.com at So again, this is the boiling point hope lives here cd and we have three of those to give away over the next three weeks so if you want a copy of it go ahead email me or message me glenn at lithoscry.com or you can put comments on the youtube page or you can also put them right here on the Facebook page if you're watching on Facebook. we got three of these to give away. and We'll start drawing names next week. Also, I want you to remember to tune in to Metal Sharpens Metal Radio on WVVC-FM Utica. You can check that out on 88.1 FM and 105.7 FM on Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you're not up in that area, you can listen to it on wvvc Utica. Dot .com so that's what we've got going on and please stick around because we're going to be back at the eight o'clock hour with my friends Braden and L Victoria from Warriors of Light and we're going to talk about some more in-depth spiritual warfare topics. Nettie, thank you for having uh, for being with us tonight. It's been great having you and look forward to seeing you soon.
1: Thank you so much Glenn. I
3: appreciate it lithoscry.com